As enterprises face increasing urgency to execute on digital initiatives, Gartner predicts that for 2022, cloud will be the centerpiece of new digital experiences, and successful IT leaders will pursue cloud-native platforms and practices to build and transform application portfolios in support of digital competitiveness. Milan Govikar, distinguished VP at Gartner, said there is no business strategy without a cloud strategy and that a cloud-first policy for onboarding of new workloads will be the norm moving forward. In this podcast for Future CIO, we look at open hybrid cloud, which utilizes, from my understanding, a mix of on-premises and third-party cloud computing infrastructure for business operations. It is an IT strategy to leverage the benefits of public and private cloud at the same time. With us today is Joseph Garcia, Vice President and General Manager for ASEAN Growth and Emerging Markets at Red Hat Asia Pacific. He will hopefully shed light on what open hybrid cloud means to the CIOs as a strategy. Joseph, welcome to Podchats for Future CIOs. Thank you for having me in the podcast, Alan. It is a pleasure to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Let's start off. What does open in hybrid cloud strategy mean? And is there any difference between from how hybrid clouds today are being designed, implemented, and managed? Yeah, so Alan, let me let, let, let's unpack the three terms, right? Open hybrid cloud. I think cloud, all of your listeners probably understand what cloud is and, and the impact that it has in, in IT. When we're talking about hybrid, you said it very rightly. We're talking about having a combination of your IT that runs on public clouds as well as on-premise, most likely on a private cloud. The key word that we're talking about today is that open. And I think that the best way to define open is by what it is not. And, And what it is not is it does not lock customers into a particular cloud vendor. And that is the big differentiator when you're talking about open hybrid cloud is the ability for companies to be able to run workloads on premise on their private cloud or on any public cloud preventing that lock-in. I like to do a big parallel in history with what was happening in the 90s with Unix. Uh, you probably remember Alan very well in the 90s, there was this massive move from of workloads into Unix platforms. And each one of those Unix platforms was trying to lock you in with very cool features that were proprietary to that platform. We are seeing something similar today with all these different public cloud vendors trying to lock customers into their cloud with very nifty proprietary features that if you use them, will keep you in that cloud and will make moving those workloads on-premise or to another cloud very complex and maybe even expensive. So yeah, open hybrid cloud is primarily about having a cloud infrastructure that does not lock you into any particular vendor. IDC says that, at least in Asia-Pacific, there's a significant amount of enterprises that will remain on their on-premises infrastructure, whether it's a private cloud setting or purely on-prem data center. Now, how do I determine if an open hybrid cloud is essential for my business model? 
That's a great question, Alan. And I think that the primary thing is to think as a business, is innovation a priority for you? And I think that most businesses today to survive, to keep growing, to beat their competitors, they need to keep continuously innovating. And IT is a foundation to enable that business innovation. And it's primary, I mean, innovation, a lot of innovation today happens in software, it's all about applications that companies buy or build that help them gain insights to their data or connect better with customers or connect better with suppliers. So if you want to innovate rapidly, you need a technology foundation that is extremely agile and that avoids lock-in. If you build with that in mind, you will be able to enable that fast innovation. I'll give you a great example. DBS Bank in Singapore, you know, most of their workloads are running on-premise. They've built a private cloud using an open hybrid cloud architecture. When you listen to their CIO or, or other people in the IT management, you hear them say, we have built our workloads, taking into account that even though we're running them today on our private cloud, but they're ready to be deployed on any public cloud when we need to do that. And today they think that their private cloud is a more cost-effective platform to run their workloads. But they've built those workloads with the fact in mind that if at some point it becomes more cost efficient for them to run on a public cloud, to leverage a public cloud, they can do that without any refactoring of any redevelopment of those workloads. So bottom line is, if you want to innovate rapidly, an open hybrid cloud strategy will give you that flexibility to drive that innovation. As with anything new, most executives will ask you what I will ask you now. What do I give up or will eventually give up in my current infrastructure architecture if I want to embrace an open hybrid cloud strategy? Yeah, so the primary thing that you give up is using all those cool and nifty features that some of the public cloud providers are releasing. They're innovating quite rapidly and they're releasing functionality that while it might help tactically to build that innovation in the business, it will eventually lock you down. I'd like to go back to that parallel with the Unix environments in the 90s. I remember many companies bought a lot of Sun hardware and developed a lot of applications using proprietary APIs that were specific to the Sun platform that locked them into that platform. And then when they had to get a newer server with faster processor or with bigger memory, they had to buy a Sun server and that locked them into the platform. And what happened is that, hey, they started being innovation in other platforms, but you couldn't leverage that because you were locked into that proprietary platform. So, so yes, you, you lose on some of those nifty features, but you know you get locked in and that that ultimately, if you get locked in, will have an impact on the, the ability to innovate in the applications. I'll give you another customer example. Uh, Kuruntai Bank in Thailand, they've also built a private cloud using open hybrid cloud principles and open hybrid cloud technologies, and they're building workloads on top of that private cloud. Those workloads are enabled already to run on Amazon or to run on Microsoft Azure or any other public cloud. But again, they're choosing today to run it on a private cloud, but the workloads are ready. And what KTV has been able to achieve with that is that they've reduced their application development cycles 
from months to weeks, which is a great impact in terms of the ability of KTV to drive innovation. And new business models. Okay. From my understanding these days, non-IT executives, lines of business, business leaders, even finance executives, are these days having a lot more influence in what types of technologies the organization will commit to or invest in. So for non-IT executive in an organization, what questions should they be asking the CIO or the CTO as it relates to the viability of an open hybrid cloud strategy? Yes, Alan. I, I think two primary questions that I would suggest that they ask their CIOs. The first one is, is our current cloud strategy, is, is the cloud strategy that the CIO is proposing for the organization, is that cloud strategy locking us into any particular vendor? The second one, which is also very important, and again, it relates, it relates to, to innovation is, if we need to refactor any application, if we need to improve on any application that we develop, what is going to be the cost of that with our current cloud strategy? What happens if that application, if we want to move it to another cloud or we want to bring it back on premise for whatever reason, what is going to be the cost of that? I think those two are key questions that I would recommend anyone in the C-suite to us as their CIO. We go to the other side, the CIO or the CTO. A lot of organizations these days are being told they cannot rely totally on their own to do everything. They have to go out to third-party providers. So for the CIO or CTO considering an open hybrid cloud strategy, what should they be asking their technology provider or partner? There's a primary question there that I would recommend that they ask, you know, and one trend that we are seeing is, you know, the, the public cloud builds starting to scale big time. You go to some of these public vendor events and you see that there's companies announcing their ways to track costs and ways to optimize costs with public cloud providers. It's quite a normal thing. I mean, as more people shift workloads to the cloud, those builds are going to escalate. But uh, the key thing that I think I see, I should ask a tech provider is how difficult or how expensive will it be if I implement the cloud architecture that you're recommending me? How difficult will it be to move any of these workloads that we're going to deploy on a public cloud back in-house? How difficult it's going to be? Are we going to have to redevelop any of these workloads and, and how long is that going to take? And how expensive will it be if I want to bring that back in-house? Given that technology cycles continue to evolve and in some cases accelerate some areas anyway, how do I mitigate the risk of A, interoperability, B, compatibility, and C, security, if I am considering an open hybrid cloud strategy? Alan, this is a, a big question. We probably could spend an hour or more alone uh, addressing each one of these, but uh, you know, may maybe I'll focus on two primary things. The first one is as a company is building applications as, as they're building innovation on, on applications to ensure that they avoid using any of those proprietary features that some public cloud providers offer so that they can avoid that lock-in that I was talking about and also bring them the flexibility to deploy those workloads anywhere they have without having to refactor them, with, without having to redevelop them. The second one 
one that I think is very important is to have a very deep look at the security foundation for the platform that the company is implementing. One example that, that I'd like to share with your listeners is we are seeing this massive shift from building applications that get deployed as virtual machines to applications being built and deployed using containers. That's pretty much containers are the new paradigm in terms of how you rapidly build and deploy applications at a scale. If you think of containers, and I'm, I'm going to get just a little bit technical, but I don't think too much for, for your audience, Alan. Containers are built on Linux operating system. So as you are deploying workloads that run in containers, I think that it is important to look at the security foundation for those containers. Those containers are running on Linux. So what kind of Linux are you going to be running? Because if there is a security vulnerability and those are happening and will continue to happen because software is never 100% safe, how reliable is the Linux platform that you're running these workloads that use containers on? And if you need to do things like upgrades or patches, how easy is that going to be? Because once you have many applications deployed using containers, that is going to be a significant security vulnerability. These are two key areas that I wanted to highlight. And as I said, it's it's an area where we could spend quite a long time talking. So I'll keep it in, in on this today. Not a problem, Joseph. Last question I wanted to ask you is, if you take on your consulting head, right? So what is your advice for CIOs and CTOs, as well as business leaders, as regards to their IT architecture strategy going from 2022 and beyond? Yeah, two pieces of advice that I would like to share with your listeners. So the, the first one is when you're choosing that architecture, make sure that the architecture enables very fast application innovation. So that's a fundamental piece because at the end of the day, every business today needs to innovate rapidly. So having that, that architecture enabling the innovation is critical. The second piece is if you're moving workloads to the cloud, which I am sure most of your listeners are doing already, make sure that you use open hybrid cloud principles and architectures to design that infrastructure so that you can have a more flexible infrastructure and you can prevent the lock-in that I've been talking about earlier. And by preventing that lock-in, you will enable that innovation that I said in the, in the first piece of advice. Thank you very much for Joseph. Now, Joseph, one other thing. Now, we've covered quite a bit on open hybrid cloud strategy. What exactly does Red Hat do in this space? Yeah, so uh, we, we provide both infrastructure uh, as well as uh, services to help companies build an open hybrid cloud architecture. So from the foundation level, which is the operating system for servers to the private cloud infrastructure. So the infrastructure software that helps a company build a private cloud to, you know, the application platform that enables to run workloads seamlessly without any refactoring on premise, whether it is on, on physical servers or virtual servers, on a private cloud or in any public cloud and software that helps manage 
having these workloads in all these different environments on premise and, and on different clouds so that you can manage at a scale. And of course, services, both consulting and training to help companies not only implement this kind of open hybrid cloud infrastructure, but also drive the change on culture and on processes that sometimes companies need to go through to change from their old ways of doing things to this new way of doing things using an open hybrid cloud architecture. Joseph, thank you for joining us on PodChats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to our next one. That was Joseph Garcia, Vice President and General Manager, ASEAN Growth and Emerging Markets at Red Hat Asia Pacific, speaking to us on the topic of what open hybrid cloud means to CIOs as a strategy. You are listening to PodChats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of PodChats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of PodChats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music